Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning. Welcome to The Morning Beat. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us as always. Michaela and I and our producer Justin have a fantastic show planned for you. Uh, Coming up in about 15 minutes, we're kicking things off with what the health, keeping you safe, keeping you informed. A lot of misinformation out there, but somebody who never misinforms us is our very own in-house doctor, Dr. James Simmons, talking about COVID boosters, possibly an end to HIV after a 40-year-plus global pandemic of its own. Uh, Super, super exciting news coming from uh, the world of Moderna, actually, uh, potentially coming up with a vaccine uh, to eradicate HIV. It's a big, big conversation. We're excited to have it. We hope you'll join us for that. Uh, And that's just here in our first hour. Uh, But I do want to check in with my girl, Michaela. Uh, You know, We've had a heavy week once again, and of course, we're going to continue talking about Afghanistan a little bit later on in our show at 8.20 Pacific, 11.20 Eastern. We're going to be joined by Ryan Basham, our political expert for Red, White, and Q, uh, talking about this withdrawal from uh, Afghanistan, not just from a humanitarian standpoint, because that is the the priority, uh, but also what does this mean for Joe Biden and his administration? You know, How does he think the, the American people are going to respond to this? Is this another Saigon moment, or is this completely different? Uh, lots to dig through. Uh, Lots of emotions. Emotions are running high. Uh, but to my best friend, uh, how you doing? Hi, honey. I'm okay. You know, I think. Uh, thank you so much for asking. I feel like we. Um, I feel like there's so much weight in just asking how someone's doing. And I think that last year me would not have been able to handle this because I feel like it's just been so much the past year and a half. I mean, unrelenting. I think everyone. <laughs> It's yeah, I mean really like I saw this meme yesterday that said 2020 we're going to hell. This feels like hell. And then 2021, how do we make hell look cozy? Yeah, like people right. are just you know and I think that like um just dealing with everything since last year has been a lot and I I have to say I'm very thankful for like my crew, for you, uh for therapy which I've been talking about and also leaning into things that just like make me genuinely happy and make me feel um, like safe because it's just, it's such a weird time. And you made this post yesterday, actually, that I wanted to repost, but it was so relatable and it, it was something about your stress levels being high, just acknowledging that like we're still in a global pandemic and, you know, the world sort of feels like it's falling apart right now. And, you know, we're still dealing with your husband is black. We're still dealing with homophobia. We're still dealing with 
all of these things and they're just all at the forefront and it does it feels like it's like relentless yeah. and so i'm uh we're, we're getting through it yeah it's why it is interesting and i think that people need to show themselves some grace because it's 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 easy to think you know we're going through so much and there's so much constantly being thrown at us from every direction right and then you look at the people of afghanistan and the women and children there who have not left you know their homes in days now for fear of being murdered right and then you think well it's not that bad at least it's not that bad, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's not bad, and and both things can be true at the same time. And you could be going through it here, uh, and you could be fully employed, have a family that loves you, uh, and still be going through it, and that is also equally valid. Um, so yeah, I think absolutely. We just want to let our listeners know uh, we're here with you. We understand. We're also going through it, but we're doing our best to keep you entertained, and we're going to do that once again today, like we always do. Um, Dare I say news on the beat? <laughs> oh, honey, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to do news anymore. <laughs> Same. All right. Well, it is important to do. Um, as the Taliban regime solidifies control in Afghanistan, the U.S. is left in the uncomfortable position of relying on the group to ensure a safe exit from the catastrophe. The Taliban have agreed to provide safe passage to Kabul's airport for civilians uh, who can come to the U.S., but there is uncertainty over how long the group will stay cooperative and what actions they may take against people still in the country. Taliban leaders have said they will provide uh, blanket amnesty for all in Afghanistan as they establish their new regime, but U.S. officials and some citizens are wary of that promise. In the few days since the Taliban took the capital city of Kabul, women have reportedly stayed indoors for fear of their safety. Oh, my girls, I'm so sorry. All right, let's get into some weather. It's going to be um, summer's here, and it's clear. It's brought to you by McDonald's. A high of 88 in Atlanta, 84 in Baltimore, 75 in Buffalo, 77 in Cleveland, 91 in Sacramento, and 100 in Cathedral City. Now head on over to McDonald's to get a frozen Coca-Cola drink for just $1.50. Now come on, babe, give us a vibe of the day. If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to do more, learn more, do more, and become more, dream more and become more, then you are an excellent leader. Who said that? Who said that? Oh, God, Dolly, she always gets it right. (laughs) All right, well, who else gets it right is Dr. James Simmons. We're talking to him for What the Health. There may finally be a solution uh, to people that are HIV positive, and it could all come from Moderna, which also came from Dolly, and uh, we'll discuss coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's almost time for our first round of What's Poppin'. I want to remind you, our show is also a podcast. So, if you can't listen to us in real time, if you're still not back to a normal work schedule like literally everybody on the planet, uh, don't you worry. You can download our, our uh, podcast at odyssey.com. That is A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download the app. Listen wherever you take your mobile device. Uh, right now, it's time for What's Poppin'. Uh, Michaela Gordon, take it away. Okay, I love this so much. I love Scarlett Johansson. I just think she's so beautiful. Um, and she's come such a long way, I feel like, <clears throat> when it comes to, like, even Me Too. She's standing up for women right now in regards to equal pay after um, starring in Black Widow. And she is, I believe, married now to Colin Jost, who's so funny. We know him from Saturday Night Live. But he just made a big announcement um, on Instagram. He said, we're having a baby. It's exciting. And Scarlett is actually due soon. Um, And they tried to keep the the pregnancy very quiet and keep a low profile. But uh, they're both really looking forward to parenthood together. Now, she does already have a baby with her ex. But this will be the couple's first baby uh, together. And I think it's so nice. That is awesome. I love her. 
Uh, I love Colin Jost. I wonder if he's going to have a different... Uh, he's going to have a baby now, but I wonder if he's going to have a different co-host on Weekend Update this year. Michael Che is going through it this summer. Uh, we'll see if he comes oh, back. Yeah. yeah. Bring on Scarlett. Oh, God, I forgot. Can you imagine ScarJo and uh, Colin hosting Weekend Update together? I don't know that she's really funny oh. at all, but whatever. <laughs> you know what? I have a feeling she is really funny. I think she's such a well-trained actress yeah. that I'm sure she had to like go through some comedy as well. Also, like you kind of can't not be funny if you're with Colin Jost. Right. I can't imagine like someone super funny. Uh, or she probably just at least I, listen, at all of his jokes. I don't know. I'm pretty hilarious, and my fiance is quite a drab. I think he just really likes hanging out with me. I hope he's listening. You're so annoying. <laughs> Good morning, Emil. Uh, all right, well, coming up in the next hour, um, <clears throat> the community's Washington couple just expanded their family. Big news for Pete Buttigieg and uh, his journey to parenthood, and we'll discuss in the next hour. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Big news on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Mayor Pete. And his husband, uh, Chastin Buttigieg, they're going to become parents. Uh, they had a long, yeah, this is a big deal. They had a long adoption struggle, uh, but they've been, uh, they've just revealed they will be expanding their family very soon. Uh, Pete said, for some time, Chastin and I have wanted to grow our family. We're overjoyed to share that we've become parents. The process isn't done yet, and we're thankful for the love, support, and respect for our privacy that has been offered to us. We can't wait to share more soon. Um, this is really cool stuff. We, you know, you and I, it's so funny. We were just talking about this, like that struggle towards parenthood, especially if you're in our community, you know, we don't just get to go out there and just accidentally get pregnant, uh, or accidentally do anything really to be fair. Uh, it has to be thought out and planned. And it's, uh, every single time another couple, uh, that we sort of look up to does it, it seems a little bit more attainable and a little bit easier. Uh, just this morning, no joke. A girl I graduated high school with, I just told you this off the air, uh, a girl I graduated high school with is posting photos of back-to-school photos, right? And, and everybody's doing that right now. Well, her son is going back for his sophomore year at Ohio State University, where I graduated college. Oh, and I'm my like, God. Wait, wait, what? Like, how did we graduate together and you have kids in college? Well, that's it's- how I feel. My high school, like, bestie is like, today is a big day. I'm sending my firstborn to high school and my second to middle school. And I'm like, I woke up this morning and yeah. I'm here. Like, I, uh, yeah. it's crazy. I've been treating my nine-month-old puppy's uh, little puppy paw pad because he 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 kind of got it caught on something the other day. So that's been my focus all week. But yet, yeah, people have whole like humans going off to college who are going to be getting jobs. Uh, it's just so wild. But I'm so happy for him. It's interesting though, you know, as my partner and I have started setting different goals as we plan for our wedding. Uh, it's amazing what happens when you really start to focus on something with your partner. And first and foremost, our, our wedding fund is our first, you know, I guess area that we're focusing on. And we got a joint account recently after gosh, eight and a half years together. And, uh, we've been able to save quite a bit, which is kind of cool for me though. I'm like, okay, let's just play this out. Let's skip the wedding, get married at city hall and then all that money can get transferred into either our house fund or our baby fund, whichever we decide Ooh. is the next priority. And he's like, that's cool. Also, I believe we can pay for all of it. And I'm like, okay, where's that money? 
So love that. It's, love that. It's interesting, but we as same sex couples, we just have to have different conversations. Yeah, you know, I feel very lucky. I've been working with HRC Fertility and we've been able to have some of those, <clears throat> you know, costs and stresses uh, taken care of. But I will say, I, uh, Lisa and I have had just a lot of things go on this past year, these past like two years, like most people, but particularly for our relationship. And so we've had to come together quite a few times just this year and sit down and rethink and relook and re organize and re-everything and um there's such a luxury in that because I feel like the parent that I would have been five years ago is not the parent that I'd want to be today and I so look forward to being a parent and a wife um but I'm sort of glad that I've had time to not have to jump into it the way that other couples feel like they need to just you know for me because I I feel like it was really important to like grow through that process Totally. And listen, for anybody who might think, you know, Chastin Buttigieg or Pete Buttigieg, Mayor Pete, they're just living the high life in, in, in Washington, D.C., and they're, they're, they think they're better than everybody else or whatever kind of narratives you create. Uh, these two men, married for a few years now, uh, living in a one-bedroom apartment on Capitol Hill. About three thousand dollars a month for a one bedroom apartment. Wow, that's about, that's about what you and I pay. To be fair, yeah, it's not for a one bedroom different. apartment. Yeah, and uh, and just recently, it's interesting that the uh, J D Vance, uh, he's the author of Hillbilly Elegy, which is a very very popular book, and also is made into a film. Uh, he just told a crowd of conservatives that Democratic leaders without children don't have a physical commitment to the future of this country. And thus should not have a vote to represent their constituents. Remember, we talked about this a week or two ago. Uh, I wonder what he thinks now that uh, Mayor Pete and Chastin are going to have a baby of their own. So maybe that makes them a real family. I don't know. Um, But to be clear, they have been a family for a while, at least according to you and I, because they do have two dogs named Truman and Buddy. So they're expanding their family. Truman and Buddy are going to get a, a little baby brother or sister. That's so sweet. I think it's so exciting. I I think for them as well, they've worked so hard together. Uh, They've worked in their career, obviously, very well together. And just to add a new little baby and to have that new energy of just a little. (gasps) Yeah, it's a little. Okay, quick question before we go. If you did have a baby, all of a sudden you brought home a baby tomorrow. Who has a bigger issue? Is it Rocco or Bruno? Oh, God. Oh, God. I think I I have my. I think I know my answer. What's your answer? You tell me. I think it's probably Rocco. Because think, he's my baby or something? Yeah, I think Bruno's a little more chill now than he used to be. I think Rocco's a little bit high strong sometimes. Yeah, Rocco's still like a baby too. And it's like if he's not being held, because he like lets me hold him like a baby. Yeah. Like he likes it. He also just <laughs> is a forever baby. Well, Rocco, I, get into it because we're going to have listen, kids. No joke. I tell my dog Kingston, who is now 35 pounds, and he's the cute, he looks like a teddy bear, as you know. Um, but I literally say to him, Want me hold you like a baby? Want me hold you like a baby? And I say that to him, and no joke, he walks He walks to me, does a half circle, puts his back to me, and looks up and gets ready for me to pick him up and hold him like a baby. Oh, it's the cutest okay. thing ever. <laughs> we're insane. We so we're, insane. Ju- we're just the same as Mayor Pete and Chastin. There, there I yeah, said. Yeah, there, there. We're also expecting. Uh, all right, coming up, there's a new dating trend that sounds disgusting. Roaching is the new trend, and we'll talk about it coming. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's tonight. All right. It's tonight. So, uh, okay, wow. Well, this is a bop. Whoa. You should never, ever cover this song in your life, by the way. Um, listen, dating can be tricky. You and I are in long-term relationships. Okay, Justin, that's enough of the Spice Girls. I'm not in a I'm not in a dating sort of mood right now. I don't know what I would do. <laughs> if I had to date for the first time right now after an eight and a half year relationship, I don't know what I would do. I'd never especially I would never date again. Especially seeing what these young kids or just anybody are going through right now. There's a new term that's sort of sweeping the internet. Uh kind of got its name in New York City. Uh and it's called roaching. Yeah, like cockroaches. Okay. Apparently. Roaching is a dating term coined that refers to someone that is sleeping around with many. Uh, Even if you're aware of one another or not, uh, you could be roaching somebody or being roached by someone. Why this word? I don't understand. It seems to me that there's not necessarily a reason for a title. I think this is just dating, no? Yeah, okay, like, I'm very confused because what I do know about dating is when you're in a relationship, you don't sleep with multiple people. When you're dating, you are free to yes. do as you please. Or if you're on a break. And if that means or if you're on a break, that you want to... Like Ross and Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, you can sleep with whoever you want. You don't have to answer to anybody because you're dating so it's so weird they gave it this disgusting name by the way roaching i hate roaches so apparently there are a few telltale signs that somebody is is actually roaching you uh first and foremost if they don't make or keep their plans okay so if somebody doesn't make or keep plans with me i just move on i'm not worried if they're roaching me or not i don't care i move on they also uh, another sign is they don't look to get serious uh they sort of keep you at bay like at an arm's length they flat out tell you they want to keep it casual. Um, and I'm, I'm confused. Wait, I don't see the problem I with this. I don't either. And this is the thing. <laughs> I'm so confused. I feel like this is an article about straight people. This is what this is. Yes. This is, this is an 100%. example of the difference between straight and gay people. Straight people, <clears throat> they're shady. Gays are like straight up like, do you want to get it on tonight? That's it. Just tonight. I'm, I'm married or I have a husband or a wife and I'm in a relationship. But do you want to, do you want to have sex? Because we can. And then it is. Yeah, but and then you move on. 
the communication is like incredible. I just posted this meme today that was like, I ignore hints because I'm waiting for you to speak up like the adult that you are. Like, and I just loved yeah. that meme because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, what are we, what are you talking about? Just like say that I just want to sleep with you with no strings attached. Well, listen, that way I know where you're at and then we're good. Listen, not everybody in our community is, you know, sleeping around or in an open relationship. But what I do feel an area that we get right more often than our straight counterparts is the communication. Um, there's a lot of brokenness as well, to be fair. But I know in my relationship, the fact that <clears throat> we can communicate about literally anything, like literally anything, and we don't get jealous, we don't get upset. We might have moments where we're not sure how we feel about something, but then we talk through it, right? And uh-huh. I personally have always been the type that if you don't want to be with me, don't be with me. Break it off, move on, don't waste my time. Like, I'll hurt yeah. I'll, I'll hurt. I'll be upset if I really cared about you, but I'll get over it. There's not a single person on this planet that I could not get over. I love my fiance mm-hmm. with everything in me. If he left me tomorrow and said that he really was unhappy with me, I'd be devastated. And eventually, I'd move on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and I Good think, answer. I think that's why we work, though. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, and, and the same for him. Like, he could live without me. He doesn't want to, and I don't want to live without him, but... He could. It's insane to think that, oh, I could never, I could never breathe again without you. I could never, I could never see the sun and look at the stars again. Like, come on. Of course you could. Yeah, like I, but also like, I don't want that pressure. No! Like, it, I might have been flattered years ago, but I'm like, mm, I, no, I don't want to be responsible for all right. this. Right. And, and <laughs> I, so, so listen, I don't think it needs a term like roaching. I think that's gross. And I think it's a little bit uh, diminishing of what people are actually doing. I think it's, I think once again, yeah. especially here in America, I'll tell you this, the way that we view sex and sexuality and things like that here in this country is very different than other parts of the world. I was just in Europe for a couple of weeks. And I, I, there, they do things there that we don't do here. You could easily, easily uh, go get a full body tantric massage that turns into other things as well. It's so easy there, and it's but it's but they have like offices that are literally next door, like a doctor's office. And if you want to walk in and do it, no judgment. And that's how it is in Europe. Here, I like, love that you can't show like a little bit of side boob until 10 p.m. on prime time. You know what I mean? Like we're just a very different country. When it comes to talking about sex and sexuality and relationships, and it's just, it's funny to me that this this term, like who created this term? It's definitely not somebody who's got a healthy relationship or who's like having like a healthy sex life. Who who mm-hmm. created roaching? Do you know, Justin? Yeah. Where did this come from? Conservative white people, I would a, guess. A thousand percent. Yeah. Or somebody named Karen. Like, sorry, <laughs> just because your life isn't spicy or fun... Don't start dogging on other people because, listen, if somebody if somebody doesn't call you back or make plans, it's because they don't want to be with you. It's not rocket science. Yeah, or also maybe it's not even personal. Maybe they had, like, a tragedy in their family or they're just having anxiety and don't want to answer the phone. Like, stop reading into everything in 2021. Yes, it's not your business. If they didn't share it with you, yeah. they didn't want you to know. Thank you for your TED Talk. There you go. Your TED, um, our TED you're Talk, welcome. yeah. Well, Justin, you're, oh my in a, God. Wait, you're in a straight relationship, we... Justin. So we're, we're over here trying to speak some truth into your life because, dang, yeah. straight people are wild. I appreciate it. Straight people are wild. We give... We give therapy now, me and AJ. If you need any therapy or advice, please well, DM us at well, our Channel 2. we got to start charging so we can pay for our own therapy. Oh, that's true. Okay, good point. Good point. Yep. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Uh, this one I have a little bit of a, a mixed emotion about, Michaela Gordon. I'm a huge fan of all things Real Housewives, um, but maybe not so good news for one cast in particular. What's poppin'? 
Okay, so this is wild. Uh, the Real Housewives of Dallas has run its course for now. Bravo confirmed that the Texas-based installment of the Housewives franchise has not been renewed. Uh, it was said that there are currently no plans to bring the Real Housewives of Dallas back next year. And beyond that, nothing official has been decided. Now, it's not officially canceled, but they are in the middle of having the Housewives of Miami return. You know, the Housewives of Miami, they took a really long break, years like long. A, like a decade. Yeah, but they're coming back. I'm actually friends with the girl that cast Housewives of Miami. It's going to be such a juicy season. And I think that with Real Housewives of Dallas, it's just kind of been bland for a while. And then it got weird uh, with Tiffany Moon and... Uh, well, to be clear, though, Tiffany, to make a Tiffany Moon... Yeah, to be clear, though, Tiffany Moon wasn't the problem. No, Tiffany no. Tiffany Moon was an addition and Cameron Westcott and others were racist. Randy Redmayne got in some trouble, too. Tiffany Moon was like the diverse addition... And you see how it's affected other casts. Um, yeah. Dallas did not handle yeah. it well, though. No, they didn't. And uh, now Cameron's family has been um, attacking Tiffany on Twitter. It's just gotten kind of ugly. And I just don't think that any of the women are interesting enough to keep watching. And so I feel like I want to go to Miami now and check out what's going on. Um, I will say it's really fascinating. It's the one cast... I've not gotten into Salt Lake yet. I watched one episode and it was obnoxious to me and I couldn't watch it. But of the casts that have all been around for a while, Dallas is the one that, like, there's nothing bad about it. I just don't get into it. Like, it's the one I skip. I watch well, yeah, every I other season. I don't see anything relatable with, like, the women. Like, I just I just don't. They have nice lives and they throw dinner parties. They want to be juicy, but they all kind of just look privileged, but not in, like, the New York Housewives kind of way. So it's right. just, like, I'm not into it. All right, well, uh, in other news, Miami's coming back, and that's exciting. All right, coming up next hour in Red, White, and Q, Ryan Basham is joining us to talk about the devastation that is happening in Afghanistan and what it's going to look for the what it's going to look like for the Joe Biden administration coming up next. Welcome back to the morning. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you in about 15 minutes. We're joined by our political expert, Ryan Basham, for uh, all things political in our segment called Red, White, and Q. Uh, things in Afghanistan have gone from bad to worse. Uh, what does that mean primarily for the people of Afghanistan, also for the Biden administration and their other initiatives moving forward? Uh, we're also talking about this uh, recall election here in the state of California. Uh, Governor Newsom uh, being recalled uh, potentially on September 14th. My ballot is in. Uh, and the odd, the crazy thing is that he could be replaced by somebody who wins as little as three to four percent of the entire vote statewide. Uh, is that a Republican power grab? The answer is yes. And uh, Ryan Basham is going to tell you why a little bit later on this hour. So stick around for both of those conversations. Uh, right now, it is time for news on the beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right. Well, as the Taliban regime solidifies control in Afghanistan, the U.S. is left in the uncomfortable position of relying on the group to ensure a safe exit from the catastrophe. The Taliban have agreed to provide safe passage to Kabul's airport for civilians who can come to the U.S., but there is uh, uncertainty over how long the group will stay cooperative and what actions they may take take against people still in the country. Taliban leaders have said they will provide blanket amnesty for all in Afghanistan as they establish their new regime. But U.S. officials and some citizens are weary of that promise. In the few days since the Taliban took the capital city of Kabul, women have reportedly stayed indoors for fear of their safety. And very unfortunately, uh, breaking news coming out of TMZ, one woman 
has been killed. The Taliban has broken their promise as they asked a woman to wear her burqa and she denied them. They brutally murdered her on the streets. Um, And so I feel like things are just going to get a lot worse before they get better. uh, If they're already breaking promises, my heart just goes out to all the women and children that are left behind. uh, All the women that have not had to live under uh, Taliban orders and now have to. But we'll talk in depth with Ryan Basham at 820 Pacific, 1120 Eastern. Now, in other news, this is better news, exciting news. Uh, Pete Buttigieg uh, and his sweet husband have decided to uh, make their family even bigger as they have just announced they'll be adopting a child. They said that it's been a very difficult process and a long one, uh, but they're very excited and uh, I'm very excited for them. I think that expanding and growing your family is such a big deal. And after everything they went through last year, this is just so exciting. I'm so happy for them. I love it. All right, let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here and it's queer and it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high of 99 in Vegas, a high of 99 in Palm Springs, 88 in Houston, 90 in Miami, 70 in San Francisco, 90 in Atlanta, 75 in Buffalo, 81 in Chicago, 88 in St. Louis, and 91 in Sacramento. Head on over to McDonald's for a frozen Coca-Cola drink. It's delicious. And just $1.50, I'll tell you, uh, I got to drive to Vegas later today, and I love stopping at the McDonald's in Barstow. There's like these train, it's the train track one. You know which one I'm talking about? Yes! I love that one. Maybe I'll go there and get a little frozen sweet treat. Uh, Now, for now, give us a vibe of the day. If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you're an excellent leader. Yeah, yeah, be a leader. All right, coming up in Red, White, and Q, Ryan Basham joins us to talk about the devastation happening in Afghanistan and what that could mean for the Joe Biden administration. Coming up next. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I stand squarely behind my decision. After 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw U.S. forces. That's why we're still there. We were clear-eyed about the risks. We planned for every contingency, but I always promised the American people that I will be straight with you. The truth is, this did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. I am American. This President Joe Biden speaking to the nation earlier this week as things begin to uh, unravel in Afghanistan. Uh, the troop withdrawal complete. Now we're sending troops back. There are people just rushing to the airport trying to get out. We're seeing the images all over social media. Uh, and so we thought we'd bring in our political expert, Ryan Basham, for Red, White, and Q to, to discuss the situation in Afghanistan and the implications here in the United States. Ryan, thank you for being here. Um, I will say, Ryan. Good morning. Uh, good morning. One thing that we that we we know we pride ourselves on as Democrats is being able to call out our own. You know, we did it recently with Governor Cuomo. Uh, 
as Michelle Obama, Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Uh, so I want you to speak to us, not as a Democrat this morning, uh, but as an American, uh, on the situation in Afghanistan and uh, Joe Biden's part in all of it. Oh, you know, it's um, I think for me, my heart has been heavy because, well, for a lot of reasons. Um, but but the thing that sticks out in my mind is, you know, 20 years ago, uh, 80% of the country was behind the idea of invading um, of what became the invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan. And, and we've spent all of these years um, uh, uh, traipsing around over there as if we had the ability to um, re- to build a democracy out of nothing. I mean, we're talking about tiny, a tiny poor country that barely had a legitimate government. Um, and what's really happened in the last couple of weeks is, you know, 20 years ago, we put the pause on the horrible way of life that many Afghanis lived. And so for 20 years, things were better, than, dramatically better in some cases than it had been. And then we took the pause back off. And this is this is what it was like before, uh, maybe slightly better in a few ways. But it's all the things we fear about how people are going to live in Afghanistan now or just how it, were, it was in the 90s. And and we've done them a great, great disservice by temporarily relieving the pressure, temporarily making things a lot better and then throwing them right back in. And that's just um, I think it's unforgivable. Mm. You know, I can't help but think, Ryan, just as a as a woman and on a very personal level, and I think that AJ um, stands with me when I say this as well. He's a, a you know a brother um, to sisters. To know that there are these women that had such freedom for twenty years, not living under the Taliban, and to know that just moments ago the Taliban broke their promise and uh, murdered a woman in the streets for not wearing her uh, burqa which is something they've not had to do. I can't help but be angry, and I don't want to blame Joe Biden, obviously because it didn't start with him, and we could go far back to Bush, but was there any way that we could have done this so that it just wasn't so disastrous? I think what's unknowable is exactly how much better it could have been than this, but it's hard to imagine that it couldn't have been somehow better. I think we don't yet know exactly why things have unfolded as they have. I mean, I think most most experts agreed it was eventually going to become a Taliban state again. But um, uh, what we don't know yet is exactly why this has been such a disaster, although I'm, I think we will in the not-too-distant future. But what we do know is that we have a chance right now to clean up some of this mess and rescue as many of the people as as many Americans and Afghanis who helped us as we can. And um, I think the test of this president is how the next few days and weeks go. Because, uh, I, I mean, I imagine, I guess, any, anybody who's president can step in it, can make a mistake. But I want to see him clean this mess up. That's what I'm watching for. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously Joe Biden did not think it was going to go quite this way. He was on vacation. He thought he would have some time with his family. And came back early because things got so bad so quickly. You know, they kind of thought this could happen, but it might be weeks or months down the road. Um, And I'll I'll say this. Listen, I am also devastated by what's going on in Afghanistan right now. I also have been paying attention to Afghanistan for over 20 years. And we all knew this would happen as soon as we left at some point. Um, It's not a country that was built, a government that was built to sustain itself. And 
it's not, from my perspective, it's not our job to save the entire world because we can't. Because we need to save ourselves right now. Because there's a lot of stuff going on in this country that's not being addressed. Uh, the homeless crisis you know, here in, the, in Los Angeles alone is so unbearable to watch, right? My heart breaks every time I just leave my home. And yet, it feels like, while I still support Joe Biden, it feels like it could have just been done a different way. And I'm kind of curious to know how these next few days are going to shape uh, the rest of this first term of his presidency. Could these sort of things happening in Afghanistan impact the infrastructure bill or other or other things that, that, that he has planned? Um, I, I, I don't think the uh, infrastructure bill is... Uh, you know, meaningfully in, uh, threatened by by this specifically. I think uh, you know, the majority of Congress still wants to get it done. I think, um, however, um, either this will stay top of mind and this is going to hurt the party in the midterms and uh, hurt Biden in 2024, or in a few weeks, some other major newsworthy things could happen and this could go to the back of our minds and maybe not come back to the front again. Um, it's impossible to know. However, um, I think if if Biden's numbers take a ter- permanent downturn, then it will become much, much, much more likely that uh, Republicans will flip the House and the Senate. And so then I think they'll feel more urgency to get our priorities done before the midterms actually come to pass because they'll want to want to they'll want to get in as many liberal and progressive policies as possible before power changes. Mm. Well, Ryan Basham, we appreciate you joining us. We want to continue this conversation because there's a new candidate uh, leading the poll in an effort to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. And the details about him are quite shocking. Uh, Very 2021. uh, And we'll discuss coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We're joined again by Ryan Basham, our political expert, uh, talking about the recall election here in the state of California. And, and sort of, uh, we're talking about it in, in terms of, uh, obviously, it could affect all Californians. But this could have a, a ripple effect on the entire nation. You know, we are the most powerful state in the entire country. And what we do uh, usually leads the way for others, right? And right now, we're looking at a recall election on September 14th. And Ryan, just so we could clarify this for everybody who might be a little bit confused, uh, there are two questions on the ballot. I've already submitted mine. The first question is, do you want to recall Governor Newsom, yes or no? If the answer is no, ballot's over. Send it in. Done and dusted. If you answer yes, there are some 46 candidates, it looks like, that you can choose from, and only nine of those are Democrats. So the thought process being, if Republicans are motivated to get out right now, they could put somebody in office— like this 29-year-old YouTube millionaire by the name of Kevin Paffrath, uh, who's leading in the polls right now, who might have 3 or 4% of the vote, and that, that could be our next governor. Explain how this makes sense and how Republicans are able to do this. Well, <laughs> you know, um, there is a, a fairly considerate, uh, like considerably large movement to reform this process because it makes so little sense. You know, um, in a a race where, okay, so we, so for the time being, this 29 year old uh, YouTube star Democrat uh, is leading the next six candidates who are all Republicans in the poll by three points, which in a race of 50 is nothing. So what we have, so the possibility is that we'll end up with a governor who has 10, 15% of 
support from Californians. That's how insane this process is. But Republicans keep trying to use it to, I mean, honestly, I, I think they do it to distract the party and make us spend millions of dollars in California where we shouldn't have to. Um, but that's how they play the game. I think it's just so funny that like as much as we talk about like these influencers and TikTok stars and YouTubers, we really are living in a world where a 29 year old millionaire from YouTube can like easily beat out uh, Gavin Newsom. And I feel like that's kind of scary moving forward in politics. Like it's always been, I think, a popularity contest. But now we're looking at YouTubers to be like, yeah. The on voice. the heels of, you know, on the heels of the the host of The Apprentice as our president. I mean, to be fair, and you know, the last time we had a recall here, you know, we had Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was an you know an actor, and Ronald Reagan was once the governor of California and moved on to become a two term president. So I mean, we have a long history of this sort of happening here in California. Uh, and and to my point though, Ronald Reagan, you know, became the the governor and then went on to govern the entire country for eight years and 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 reaganomics had a global impact for decades beyond so for those of us looking those outside of california looking at our state right now and saying that doesn't affect us or for those outside looking and saying we want to help california because we do see that it could affect us uh what can others not living in our state do right now Oh, gosh. Um, lots of organizations are doing phone banking, uh, text banking, which I prefer because I don't love calling people. Um, I just signed up for an organization that is um, that they if you'll agree to send 100 postcards to California voters, they'll send you everything, including the stamps. So there are lots of Democratic organizations that people even outside the state can can get in league with. I mean, look, the overwhelming likelihood is that if this recall passes, we'll have a Republican governor. And if we have a Republican governor and say Dianne Feinstein mm-hmm. or Alex Padilla, our U.S. senators, retire early or they die in office, the, gov- the Republican governor appoints a, re- appoints a Republican replacement and then the Republicans control the U.S. Senate. And Dianne is the <laughs> oldest sitting senator, too. Like, just, just a friendly reminder to people. We went through this with RBG. We did. And... And people have been whispering that she's been planning to retire midterm anyway. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so, so uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah. so, uh, so if you're just joining us, we're talking with Ryan Basham for Red, White, and Q. So if that happens, for me, that sounds kind of scary. What would that look like moving forward, especially with Trump trying to run in 2024? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the, the governor has a ton of power. Um, you know, the governor could, um, I mean, look, there are Republican governors across the country right now who are sending the National Guard troops south to the border for, um, you know, a PR stunt to support Donald Trump and, you know, Trumpism. What if the, Calif- the governor of California did something like that? You know, I mean, the, the, and it comes, and then it's other things too. You know, Newsom has done a really great job of spending our budget surplus on things like um, combating climate change, combating homelessness, building more affordable housing and a whole bunch of other things. A Republican governor would undo all of that. A Republican governor would veto bills that are meant to to deal with uh, police reform. I mean, uh, up and down the list, there are just all kinds of things that a governor um, of California as a Republican could do that could help Republican values help a Republican become president in 2024. I mean, these are all Republicans on this ballot who supported Donald Trump.
Trump. Well, and that's the crazy thing because we're living in this weird twilight zone right now where we could be under the rule. And, and I'll tell you, one of the things that got me through four years of Donald Trump, full transparency, because it, it took a, it took a, uh, it weighed on my mental health a lot. One of the things that I took solace in was knowing that I was in California and I was protected as a gay man. As a, as a citizen, I had some level of protection uh, in a very liberal, progressive state. If that state were to be run by a conservative hack with no political experience, who's a Trumper, who also in in some can there's there's one candidate who wants to abolish the minimum wage completely, not not just not just raise it to fifteen dollars or twenty dollars, but to abolish it completely. The, these ideas are so dangerous, especially in a state where we're already struggling with droughts and with water shortages and electricity issues and and the homeless crisis homelessness crisis it's just we can't afford we can't afford to 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 let republicans sneak in and steal this one it's just not it, it can't happen yeah um we have so much to lose and the only way to defeat this is for everybody listening to this to make sure you vote no on the recall send in your ballot on time and make sure every Californian you know does the same this is expected to be a low turnout Republican or, or election and Republicans are supposed to have an edge in the enthusiasm gap so if we don't get out there we could lose a lot well thank you so much Ryan Basham as always for joining us uh, in red white and Q now coming up in what's popping one of our favorite celebrities is announcing she has left the Church of Scientology, and we will discuss coming up in What's Poppin'. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. Before I let Michaela take it away, though, I do want to remind you, our show is also a podcast. So head over to odyssey.com, download the Odyssey app, listen to the Morning Beat anywhere you take your mobile device while you're at it. Uh, catch up on some old episodes. Also, maybe invite a friend or family member to do the same, please. And thank you. Uh, one of my favorite actresses, actually, is uh, the topic of your What's Poppin' today. And she's from one of my favorite shows of all time. What do you have for us? Okay. Well, tell me how you say her last name because I think it's Laura Prepon. Laura Prepon. Laura Prepon. Okay. We love her from Orange is the New Black and that 70s show. And now the 41-year-old opened up in an interview that she uh, has decided to leave the Church of Scientology. She said, I'm no longer practicing Scientology. I've always been very open-minded ever since I was a child. I was raised Catholic and Jewish. I've prayed in churches, meditated in temples. I've studied Chinese meridian theory. I haven't practiced Scientology in close to five years, and it's no longer part of my life. I'll tell you, being raised in a home of Catholic, of Catholicism and Judaism was so crazy because my dad was Russian, Jewish. My mother was Italian Catholic, and it was... I, thankfully, I mean, I, I, both sides were like totally dysfunctional, so it didn't matter. But like, it was intense, and uh, and I think that this is crazy. I didn't know she was part of the Church of Scientology. Did you? I did know that. I didn't know she left, though. I had no idea. I thought she was still very much a part of it. Yeah, um, she said five years ago. She said when I had my second child, I thought. Um, she just wanted to do everything differently when she had children. And sometimes that's what it takes when you have children. You're like, I don't know if this is right for me anymore. Yeah, I hear that. We've talked about that too. Like, how will we raise our children someday? My partner is a preacher's kid. His father was a Methodist pastor for 47 years. Um, I don't know that traditional sort of Christianity is the route we'll take. Maybe, maybe not. The Methodist church is pretty open. My parents go to Methodist church now. I was raised Catholic though. There's There literally is no way on earth I would ever take my kids to a Catholic church. It's just so problematic and so oh, yeah. just fear-driven. Um, 
And so I don't know. I'm not really sure. I literally, I, I, I told you this yesterday, but I've been watching a lot of documentaries recently on like science and, and aliens and technology and, and space travel and all these things and historic cultures. And it is so fascinating uh, how how religion sort of springs up. Do you know what I mean? How it kind yeah. of sort of comes out of nowhere. I didn't realize that the Mormon church was basically started by a guy who, uh, Joseph Smith, which I knew, but basically like an alien came to him. Like, but they called it like the, 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 their sort of a, a spiritual whatever. And I had no idea. I was like, oh, so aliens started the Mormon church. That's fantastic. That's yeah. That was my takeaway. Um, so I'm a, more of a firm believer in spirituality and energy and, and being connected uh, to one another and to like a greater being. What that actually looks like, I have no idea. So Laura Prepon, good on you. She and her husband good meditate a lot more and they're raising good kids. Good. All right, well, coming up at our final hour, these are some of the reasons why people are changing their minds about the vaccine. We'll talk about it in length coming up next. Come on, Wednesday. I'm a little confused, Justin. You usually play this around 7 a.m. halfway through our Wednesday show. No, I played at 8 a.m. And yeah, I'm a little bit late. You're a little bit late on it. It's okay. Uh, here we are halfway through our work week. If you're also halfway through your work week, congratulations. You've made it through a wild, wild week so far. Uh, Amen. And we've, we've got another incredible hour coming up for you. Um, vaccines, controversial to some, no-brainers to many. Uh, but some people are starting to change their minds. Finally, what will it take for the rest of our of our country to kind of get past this vaccine hesitancy? We're having that conversation in 15 minutes from right now. We're also talking about uh, roaching, I believe, a little bit later on this hour. It's a new dating trend uh, that is taking the internet by storm and that we think is absolutely disgusting. So if you want to yeah. find out <laughs> what it is, uh, we'll tell you a little bit later on. And then we're going to wrap things up this hour with Tell Me Something Good. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the world right now, a lot of sad stuff, and we're very much aware of that. Uh, we're also impacted uh, by it, but we think it's important to wrap up every single one of our shows on a high note with some positivity, so we're going to do that again today. Uh, we have a story of a woman whose generosity, an Olympic athlete, a medalist, whose generosity is just unbelievable. We're going to share with you at the end of our show. Uh, right now, though, it's time for news on The Beat. Michaela, what do you have for us? All right, well, child cases of coronavirus are still rising in the U.S., and experts say the return to schools will gravely complicate that. The numbers paint a dangerous picture. More than 121,000 child COVID-19 cases were reported last week, which the American Academy of Pediatrics say is a substantial increase. About 99% of new cases in the country are due to the Delta variant. And right now, only 50.9% of the population is fully vaccinated. School mask mandates would help, but some governors and local leaders are doing everything they can to help with precautions. Meanwhile, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who has fought against pandemic precautions in his state, has tested positive for coronavirus. He's fully vaccinated and is currently quarantining, his office says. Uh, we had a really great conversation with Dr. James Simmons uh, at the top of the show. If you missed anything, you can always go download our podcast at odyssey.com. Now, in other news, really great news, Pete Buddha Judge is adding to his family. The couple made the announcement on Twitter that after a long adoption process, they will become a family of three that's so exciting congratulations to them well i also now, I, I take offense to that because they are becoming a family of four because they do have two dogs and I oh think that's, that's right. very real it's very real a fa- or family Wait, of five if they have i guess two dogs five five yeah, okay. my math mm-hmm. listen i'm not a math i'm not a wizard okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a wizard 
Oh, I think I'm going to start saying that. I'm not a wizard. It's from a movie. Okay, there's a movie years ago uh, called Best in Show, obviously. And oh, yeah. Oh, my God, you're right. What, you're right. Sort of, what, are you some sort of wizard? There's a line that I believe uh, Parker With Posey. With braces. Yeah, With Parker braces Posey on. Says, <laughs> hey, did you, hey where, where's his busy bee? Did you look under the bed? Of course I look under the bed. It's where you look when you lose things. Go watch it. It's so good. <laughs> I could quote it all day long. Oh, my God. Wait, that's so funny to you. What are you, some kind of wizard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. That makes me so happy. Uh, all right. Well, rounding out news this morning, um, as the Taliban regime solidifies control in Afghanistan, the U.S. is left in the uncomfortable position of relying on the group to ensure a safe exit from the catastrophe. Uh, the Taliban have agreed to provide safe passage to Kabul's airport for civilians who can come to the U.S., but there is uncertainty over how long the group will stay cooperative and what actions they may take against people still in the country. Uh, we did have a great conversation also for Red, White, and Q with Ryan Basham. If you missed that conversation, download our podcast at odyssey.com. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. Summer's here. It's queer and it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's a high of 102 in Indio, 88 in St. Louis, 82 in Chicago, 88 in Atlanta, 70 in San Francisco, 90 in Houston, and 75 in L.A. Now uh, head on over to McDonald's if you get the chance for a frozen Coca-Cola drink. Just $1.50 to quench your thirst. Now give us a vibe of the day. If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are an excellent leader. The words oh, that's Dolly awesome. Parton. Yeah, Dolly. All right, well, coming up, Dolly is part of the reason that people were able to get vaccinated, but there are still people who just are adamant and not about not getting vaxxed. Uh, we're going to have those conversations about why that is and if they've changed their mind coming up next. You're listening to The Morning Beat now, something we talk about often on the show, clearly, uh, COVID-19, as this pandemic rages on, is vaccine hesitancy. And for some people, it doesn't matter how much information there is out there. Uh, you could find 1,000 pieces of positive information about a vaccine and one that scares you just a little bit and people press pause for a long time. You know, the the vaccine numbers were skyrocketing at first, over a million a day. Um, and it seemed like we were headed in the right direction. And then I think what happened is we sort of hit our, our natural plateau. The people who who all along would have gotten vaccinated or the people who are pretty, pretty sure they would at this point have been vaccinated. Now what we're seeing is uh, the numbers of those who are being hospitalized on ventilators uh, in ICUs across the country are by and large unvaccinated people. 99% in most places, 98%, right? And another thing that is starting to change and shift and get these vaccine numbers back up because they are ticking upwards slightly again. Uh, is young people are getting sick and teenagers, even like um, we're talking way young and teenagers also getting sick. No longer is this just something that we can write off as something that just impacts our senior citizens, right? And I live in a, I live in a, in a building and I live on the 10th floor. And every time I get on the elevator, probably 50% of the time, if there's a person who tries to get on or who is on before I get on who does not have a mask on, because they're mandated here in the state of California, it's a young person, 25 and younger. And they're kind of arrogant about it, to be honest. Um, but now that they're going back to college, they're getting sick, I think they're starting to take it a little bit more seriously. Uh, what, do you, what do you think it would take 
uh, for people to who have said absolutely not, never getting a vaccine. What do you think it would take as somebody who did wait a bit and had some hesitancy? Uh, what do you think it would take for people to finally be like, OK, I'm ready? Unfortunately, nothing. I think that a lot of people uh, have had to wait until they're truly on their deathbed and wish that they had taken the vaccine. And I think that maybe it'll take more of those stories. Maybe it's still just not enough. I know that um, what started bothering me was that people had the opportunity to get them. They didn't and they were dying. And it's 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 scary. I mean, we're literally being faced you know, we're always faced with death. Nothing is promised, of course. But I would be really sad if I got it and, and because I didn't get the vaccine, I, you know, didn't make it through. And, and it's dangerous. Like you said, like COVID is not discriminating, you know, against anybody. It's anybody can get it. And um, and, uh, and and that scares me. I, I do know that some people have been waiting for full FDA approval uh, and that that one is kind of legitimate to me. I can understand how if you're speaking medically and scientifically, you want to make sure there's full approval before you get it. I, I guess that one in some way, shape or form, I don't think we have the luxury of waiting right now, but also I can respect that choice. Um, there's a young woman by the name of Ashley. She's 18 years old from Hillsdale, Michigan. Michigan is a very purple state. And her mom would not let her get the vaccine. She was 17 years old, though for the longest time and you have to have a parent's permission at that age well she's now going away to college this fall uh and to elmhurst university and they made like many colleges had announced that you have to be fully vaccinated to return to campus to in-person learning and that is the thing that got her mom to finally say okay so i think where we are now is for months and months and months you've had the option to go get it or not right and i think for a lot of people they appreciate that and now it's coming to a point where they're saying, okay, well, if you want to go back to life as normal, if you want to go back to your office job, if you want to go back to college, if you want to go to a concert, if you want to go to any of these things that you enjoyed previously, there are now adjustments that have to be made. And that adjustment is you have to go get a COVID shot. And not because we're trying to change your DNA, not because we're trying to manipulate all of society and, and create like a, whatever, uh, a military state, like some people believe, but because other people's lives are, are in danger. For the same reason they regulate drinking and driving. You can't get behind the wheel of a car after you've been drunk because you could put other people's lives at danger. Not just yours, but others as well, you know? And that is something that we all accept as valid, right? We're willing to do that. We're willing to go get a test. We're willing to not get behind the wheel of a car if we were inebriated. We've all grown accustomed to that lifestyle, and we're okay with it. Doesn't mean we can't drink and have a good time. Doesn't mean we can't go on road trips. We just adjust. And I think that what this is right now is we're at a point where we're like, okay, well, we have to adjust. And for those of us who have been, you know, um, kind enough to look out for our brothers and sisters and our neighbors, uh, we're kind of at, at our wit's end. <laughs> we're ready for everybody else to get over it, get the stupid shot so we can be Americans again and just live our best lives and get back to arguing on Facebook about like what if cats or dogs, I mean, what's cuter, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's the world I want to live in again. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, coming up uh, a world I don't want to live in is dating uh, because of these new trends that are so weird. Roaching apparently is a new trend. If you haven't heard of it, we'll discuss coming up next. Tell me something good. We're going to do just that because it's so important to, in spite of all of that's going on in the world, uh, to keep our, our minds and our hearts on some positivity. Uh, so let's do that right now, Michaela, shall we? Yeah, honey. 
Okay, so there is a javelin thrower uh, from Poland who recently competed in the Tokyo Olympics. Not just competed, won a silver medal. Her name is Maria Andrzejczyk, uh, and she came back to her native land of Poland and did something pretty incredible with that silver medal. She auctioned it off for $125,000. Now, you might think that seems kind of selfish, and and you'd be right if you didn't know the whole the whole story. The whole story is there was a child, an infant, an eight-month-old boy in her country, not even her child, who needed a life-saving heart surgery. So she decided to take her hard-earned silver medal, something she's worked you know much of her entire life uh, to achieve, and auctioned it off. Oh, so then, my God. You listen to this. So a uh, Polish grocery store a chain, like a, like a Ralph's or a Kroger here in the United States, I'm sure, uh, they're the ones who bought it. $125,000 was their highest bid. She gets the money, and then they say to her, keep the silver medal. Like, we love what you did. It's really awesome. Consider it a gift and 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 pay it forward. And she did to this young child who is now getting the surgery because of her generosity. That's How cool is that? so beautiful. I, That's incredible. I just, people, stories like this just blow my mind because you work for something for so long, and to achieve any medal at all, is just iconic to me. And then to turn around for a, com- a complete stranger by all accounts, and this isn't a child of hers or a family member. This is just another eight, eight-month-old child. Um, pretty incredible stuff. I love that. Well, this story brings me so much hope. As we know, everything that's been happening happening in Afghanistan has been devastating. Um, and also, there is a Taliban kill list. But thanks to... Um, a humanitarian mission pulled together by former U.S. military and special operations uh, personnel. They were able to raise over $2 million in five hours to help rescue some of these people. And it's amazing. I mean, one thing I think that's so different than um, tragedies like Vietnam is the power of social media, the power of, we often say like, it feels overwhelming sometimes because we're just constantly doused in information. But also, this isn't the first uh, thing I've seen that's raised over $2 million. I mean, there's being so much money being raised right now uh, to help these you, people. Can I give you an update? Yeah. That was when the article came out, what, late last night, early this morning? Uh-huh. $4.6 million Stop. so far. Stop it. 4.6. Yeah. The people number just keeps good. getting good. 82,000 people have donated so far. That's that's absolutely incredible. Listen, it just gives me Pretty so much awesome. more hope. I think it's amazing. That's such now, a great I also, way. I, I, I know that's a great way to end the show, but I do want to give you one more positive update. Yeah. I just got I just got a text on my phone. Tell please. From from the Los Angeles County Registrar of Voters. Oh my god, my ballot, what? My ballot for the recall election next month has been received. You're we talked so to Ryan happy. Basham about this earlier <laughs> and pretty quickly we just mailed it in like two days ago. They've got it. So uh if you're in the state of California, get those ballots in. Vote no. I love uh, if it. You're not, if you're not here, go phone bank or something. I love it. All right, well, that's the way to end. Tell me something good. Brought to you by McDonald's. If you see a McDonald's, hit it up for a frozen Coca-Cola drink, just $1.50. As always, thank you for listening to our show. What a beautiful way to end it. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 